Today on the Italian radio show, Marzia travels to Italy and reports on the experience of getting through Italian COVID restrictions to enter the country. And we enjoy a new Festa Italiana aperitivo while listening to Jerry Vale. All of this and more coming up with a special guest host right here on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio. I'm your host, Tony Listella, and uh, I got a special surprise co-host I'm going to introduce here in just a second. But first of all, you are listening to us live today on 11.50 a.m. KKNW out of the beautiful Hubbard radio station in Factoria, uh, the Factoria part of Bellevue. If you'd like to be a part of today's show, you can call our studio number, 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. And uh, our great engineer, Eric, will put you through. Um, and you can listen to us. You can stream us from anywhere in the world live or listen to any of our past broadcasts by going directly to our website, wcir.biz. WCIR.biz, the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio. There's a little link at the top of the page. Click there, stream today's show, listen to any of the past week's show, and you'll have a blast. And now, I got to tell you, since Marcia is away in Italy, which we're going to talk more about here in the future, I got a very, very special guest host to us today, okay? This guy's name is Goffredo Brenino. Goffredo Brenino. Now, Goffredo in Italian is short for Jeff. So you know, we're just going to call him Jeff because, you know, that's that's his American name. Okay. This guy has the, a background like you wouldn't believe. He's retired from Italy's famous Pasta Carbonieri. Okay. That's the pasta police in Italy. He's been trained. He's been trained since a child to sniff out low quality foreign pasta that foreigners tried to pass off in Italy as authentic Italian pasta. Okay. Uh, this small but very elite, highly trained group of Italian special forces police officers have just honed their sense of smell and taste. It's it's their sense of smell and taste is so great that immediately upon walking into an Italian restaurant, okay, they can smell, they can taste immediately if the pasta there is authentic or not. So, please let's give a warm West Coast Italian Radio welcome to my friend Jeff. Gofredo Brenino, va bene. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Hey, Tony, how's it going, my brother? So uh, we're very, very honored you know, to have you here on the show. You know, a little bit more about Jeff's background. When he is from an Italian-American family here in the States, but from a little kid, from a little kid, he showed he had this great ability of sense and of smell of taste. So, you know, they shipped him off to Italy as a young, uh, young adult, and he, you know, went through this special, special training and spent his life, you know, doing uh, this pasta, special forces pasta, carbonara, making sure that the Italian pasta was kept authentic. Now he's retired and we play golf a couple of days a week. Hey, and the golf is always good. And the golf is always good. Well, brother, it's good to have you here on the show. Marcia, I had to make an emergency uh, trip to Italy to take care of some family business there. But we will be talking to her a little bit later. She's going to be there for a couple of months, I think. Uh, but she, but every week she's going to uh, call and be part of our show 
uh, through the wonderful internet here. We got Zoom and we got Skype and all these great ways to keep connected. So uh, we're very uh, grateful that she will still continue to be part of this. But meanwhile, we're going to have each week some special guest hosts on helping us here uh, in the studio like Jeff, and I'm sure Jeff will make a few more appearances. So, you know, we're going to get right into it today, folks. We're going to get into our Italian news stories, okay? Uh, un pezzo di Italia in the Northwest, a piece of Italy in the Northwest. Yes, all of these stories are authentic. We got the news sources for each one of them. When it comes to Italian news, let me tell you, the facts are stranger than the fiction. All right, so we're going to jump right in here, okay? And you cannot make this stuff up. You cannot make it up. This comes to us out of Napoli. This is a brand new news story, which just actually came out yesterday, September 27th. And it's an 80-year-old man in Napoli. Okay. He's trying to um, he's trying to kill a fly, kill an insect. You know, he has a fly buzzing around his kitchen, right? And he got he has one of those electric um, fly zappers, you know, that you basically you, you zap the fly, they disintegrate, right? So he's like chasing this fly around his kitchen. He did not know he had a gas leak, okay? And as he, he's waving the buzzer, this bug zapper around, you know, it looks like a tennis racket, basically, like a, like a miniature tennis racket, okay? He goes to wave it around, and instead of swallowing the fly, the hot instrument ignites the gas. I mean, his oh. kitchen, his kitchen was, he blew up his kitchen immediately, okay? He blew the roof off of the top of his house. And believe it or not, believe it or not, this 80-year-old guy actually survived this. He, 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 it says he dived onto his kitchen floor. He crawled out of there. He was treated at a local hospital, okay? Um, and, uh, I mean, it's, ama- it's an amazing story. But you think, I mean, it's funny, but it's still, it's kind of an amazing fact that he actually escaped that. Um, hey, but Tony, and, yeah? you know, thank God my parents don't have gas or bug zappers. Exactly. exactly. You know? Exactly. Scary times. Uh, they are scary times. I got to tell you. <laughs> it says that the, the investigation said the guy had no idea that there was a gas leak in his house and that this very hot, you know, zapper, you got the gas, it made the gas explode. And apparently he's not been allowed to return to his home. I mean, obviously, he's probably there have to reconstruct his kitchen and put a new roof on. He's staying at a local campsite. And, of course, the news could not comment on whether the offending fly had survived the blast or not. So, you know. God bless that fly. What can you say, you know? <laughs> Think about it. Maybe the, maybe the fly saved a guy's life. Maybe by him doing that, you know, because he might have been making, you know, pasta next day goes to light the stove and blows the whole thing up in his face, you know. So you never know. But that's that's a, that, I swear to God, folks, this is a true news story. You can look it up, okay? Hey, um, you know, but if he but if he had a trained sniffer, that would have never happened. Yeah, if you were on the job, you would have known it right off the bat. Absolutely, okay? Exactly. All right. Our second story comes to us from Rudders. Uh, this, again, came out yesterday, September 27, 2020, okay? It says here that e-scooters have gone wild in Rome. Now, most of us know about e-scooters. I mean, if you go to a lot of the major American cities today, you know, they got all these scooters that are down there. Uh, like if you go to Tacoma, they're all along the Tacoma, Tacoma waterfront. You put in your credit card, okay, you can ride a scooter up and down the, the waterfront there. Uh, and they're all, you know, they're all motorized. I guess they run off electricity, so they charge them up once a day, okay? Um, 
So in Rome, these scooters now have become more dangerous than if they were to bring back, you know, the chariots with Ben-Hur, apparently, okay? <laughs> it's this thousands of electric scooters are filling the cobblestone streets of Rome, okay? And people are using them more and more because they're trying to seek, you know, alternatives to getting on the crowded public transport uh, through the COVID-19 pandemic, okay? So they've been encouraged by the government to ride these micro-mobility, these, you know, and these environmental-friendly scooters. Uh, currently, they have 6,000 e-scooters operating in Rome, okay? Thousands more are on the way, apparently, but the local uh, residents are very, very worried about this. And here's why, okay? So first of all, let's explore the problem here, okay? So we've already covered stories in the past there on the radio show about the buses in Rome. I mean, like about every two weeks, a bus blows up in Rome. And it's not because of terrorist attacks and none of that stuff. It's just because the buses are so poorly maintained in Rome that about every two weeks, the engine blows up on one of them. Thank God so far, no one's been killed or everybody's been able to get off of the bus. But because of this, a lot of people already, you know, don't want to ride the buses in Rome, right? So um, the, 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 the local people who live there, they're riding the scooters to and from work. Of course, all the tourists that come there think it's very cool. They can get a, get a scooter. You can go from the Coliseum to the Vatican, to the, uh, the bridge over the Tiber River, okay? And, you know, the other thing is, remember, Rome has seven hills. So, you know, these scooters help people to get up the hills. So, you know, you don't get so tired walking up the hills. However, the complaints are that the driving has become very, very dangerous. People are constantly getting seriously injured on these uh, scooters. They're hitting other vehicles. They're hitting cars. Basically, according to the police, they violate every basic road and traffic rule that there is, Okay. Uh, the police said that they, they've issued last month alone, they've issued 150 fines to people. These fines are like 400 euros a piece, about $473 in U.S. money, okay? 150 of those fines alone, it's like over $5,000 of fines. Uh, and the other problem they have with these scooters is they're left by all of like, you know, the ancient monuments. You you want to go somewhere to see something nice, you got all these scooters outside. You can't get a good picture and stuff, Okay. Uh, I mean, a lot of the Roman people there are very upset about it. Some of them are taking the matters into their own hands. There was a woman, apparently, who was by one of Rome's most famous theaters, and uh, she got the domino effect going. She saw a bunch of these scooters parked in front of her. She pushed the first one over, and about 50 of them went, went in a row just like that, okay, until the police came and stopped her. Now, get this. I mean, it's, it gets better because it says, remember, right now they got 6,000 scooters. They're already having problems. They got 16,000 more coming in in the next couple of months. Mamma mia. Jeez. I mean, think about it. Stop so, the madness. I know. I know. I mean, we're down at the Tacoma waterfront. Um, I think I've seen maybe they got 10 of them down there. Maybe 20. Okay. And the whole waterfront. So can you imagine you got 6,000 scooters that you're going to have 22,000 scooters? And that's only in one area. Yeah, that's just going to be in Rome. My God, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And then we're going to be back with a very, very special food and beverage segment of the Italian radio show. Don't go away. Can't wait. 
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Isernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. And folks, you're listening to the music of Tony Listella and the Goombas, the West Coast Italian radio house band. And speaking of which, you know, we had a great, uh, great weekend of Festa Italiana, where you can find Tony Listella uh, and the Goombas and many of the other wonderful, wonderful Festa Italiana artists featured at the Festa website. That's FestaSeattle.com. FestaSeattle.com. This was a virtual festival this year, obviously, because of the COVID-19, since there's no live events allowed here. Um, But I must say it was a wonderful, wonderful festival. In fact, my friend Jeff here helped me to shoot several of the videos there uh, that are on the site. We have uh, celebrity chef videos, everybody from local celebrity chefs to famous national celebrity chefs there. We got videos of grape stopping. We got videos of, of our dog show. Uh, and then we have this wonderful, wonderful two-hour concert. You can watch it in two parts, one and two, right on the homepage. We got Tony Listel and the Goombas as one of the artists of many wonderful, wonderful Festa Italiana artists. People like Rob Porcaro, Danny Quintero, Bonnie Birch, Fortissimo, uh, of course, Lenny Luzzi, and many, many other wonderful artists there. Make sure you check that out because we just got done with this weekend. It's going to stay up on the website all year round. Hopefully next year we'll be back with a live festival at Seattle Center. Um, but until then, at least this is something that keeps us connected to one another in the Italian community. And, and well, uh, worth, well worth the watch. It was a lot of Definitely. fun, wasn't it? Oh, I tell you. That was awesome. We, um, we have, in fact, one of the things that we did, uh, our wonderful sponsor, Tito's Vodka, sponsors, of course, the food and beverage segment here of the Italian radio show. Uh, so uh, this next segment is brought to you by Tito's. And Tito's, of course, does so much for our local community. They benefit close to 350 charities just here in Washington State alone, close to 7,000 charities nationally. And Tito's is a great, great product because it is this copper pot distilled vodka. Uh, it's made with corn. It just has a unique taste that when you use it in a cocktail, it just just makes the cocktail shine Make sure for your next event you use Tito's Handmade Vodka. And speaking of which, Jeff, we shot this this video. This is of Scott Fitzpatrick, 
who is our Festa Italy out of cocktail guy. And every year uh, we do some unique cocktails at Festa. So this is a video. Uh, we're going to play you the uh, the soundtrack from this that uh, that Scott Fitzpatrick and myself did with, with our new, our new uh, Festa Italiano Aperitivo. Uh, we have two of them. We do one this week, one next week. This this uh, uh, aperitivo aperitivo is called Il Chiaro Scuro. Il Chiaro Scuro, the white and dark. Okay, the white and dark. Um, it's the Italian's triumph over the white Russian. All right, so let's roll it and listen to the tape. Hey, this is Tony Lestal. I'm back here again with my friend Scott Fitzpatrick. I'm the host of the West Coast Italian Radio, and I gotta tell you, if you are one of our fans or one of the Festi Italiana fans, Scott and I have some fantastic aperitivos, some cocktails that you can make at home. You know, This year we unfortunately did not have a live festa. We couldn't do this in the beer garden, but we have some recipes for you. We're going to tell you today how to make the chiaroscuro, which means light, dark. And it's a thing, you know, I was an opera singer for many years in New York and in Europe. And we always talked about the light, dark, getting the voice just right so it's dark, but you have that light, ringing sound. So we figured a great name for an Italian cocktail, the chiaroscuro, kind of the answer to the white Russian, let's say the superior of the white Russian, right? Correct. And what we're gonna start with is my favorite vodka in the world, Tito's Handmade Vodka. This stuff is fantastic. They make it in Austin, Texas. It's made, believe it or not, out of corn. It's copper pot distilled. It has zero carbs, zero sugar, the stuff has a unique flavor. They say you can't taste vodka. Forget about it. This stuff you can taste. It has a great flavor. Perfect for our Chiaro Scuro cocktail. And what are we going to put with this, Scott? We're going to put with this a classic Italian chocolate liqueur called Bicciorin di Gianduiotto. It's a liqueur made out of uh, a simple uh, vodka. And then added to it is a chocolate called John Duyoto. John Duyoto. John, John, say it again. John Duyoto. John Duyoto. Okay, tell us it, about it's that. It's chocolate hazelnut. What happened was during the Napoleonic Wars, they could not get enough chocolate in Italy. Yeah? So what they did was they started cutting it with hazelnuts. Gotcha. They found out it tasted better. You're familiar with it in Nutella. It's Look, the same chocolate. I was chocolate. thinking of that, that Nutella uses hazelnut. That's Same right. chocolate, same town. It's the official chocolate of it, and that's what we use in this cocktail. All right, so here we go, folks. We're going to tell you how to make at home while you're watching Festa online, while you're playing bingo with us, make a Chiaro Scuro, great aperitivo, or, or if you want on the other end of the day, a great dessert cocktail. Here we go. To make this cocktail is very simple. You just take Bicharine de John Duyoto, and a cocktail shaker. Put in a shot for each drink. So we got a shot, yeah. shot of Bicharine. And you'll notice it's got a lot of depth to it. And again, say the name of this particular Bicharine cocktail. What is that called? Chiaroscuro. Chiaroscuro. That's the name of our, of our cocktail. What's oh. the name of your Bicharine liqueur? The chocolate we're Bicharine using. Bicharine di Gianduiotto. Di Gianduiotto. John Duyoto. 
Du, John Duyoto. Du okay. Okay. And then we got our Tito's vodka. Mm-hmm. And then top it off. So let's shake that up real good there. All right. And then we top it off with some half and half. All right, all right, so. Shake it up a little more. Gotcha, okay. So this is really is like the Italian answer, or like you say, the Italian triumph over the right, white Russian. And then pour it in a oh, that rock looks glass of rice. And enjoy. All right, I think this calls for another toast. What do you say, Scott? Absolutely. You know, we have to have a good salute here for uh, this. Uh, here's to, you know, Festa Italiana 2020. I know it's virtual this year, but here's to next year. We get to all come back to a live Festa for, for 2021 down at Sales Center. What do you think, huh? The 2021. All right, uh, salute. Oh, that's a good, that's like chocolate milk with a kick. Yeah. That is really fantastic. Okay, so we have our Tito's Vodka. We have the Beecherine. Tell me again what the name of the liquor is. Beecherine di Gian Duyoto. There you go. And a little bit of half and half. And that thing, well, I'll tell you what, this would be good over ice cream. Absolutely. You can make a milkshake out of it. This is a fantastic cocktail, you know. We want to give a shout out also to Tito's Vodka. They do so much to help, um, you know, nonprofits across the United States. They, they and in Washington. And in Washington, well, they do seven thousand nationally. They do three hundred and fifty to Washington alone. You know, they're just a great, great company. And if you look at the bottom of the screen, there, there is their. Um, you'll you'll see the website there. Make sure you check them out because they got some wonderful, wonderful cocktails. They, you know, bring everybody some warmness, some goodness, some love during this, you know, this challenging time. So, Scott, here's again to all of our viewers out there wishing you a very, very happy life. The best of everything. Watch us on Bingo. You know, Bingo Italiano, all the Festi Italiano. God bless you all. A salut. And we are back. So what do you think about that cocktail? I got to tell you, you know. Hey, salute. I'm having you know, one right now, bro. That really is like chocolate milk with a kick. I got to tell you, we're, we're crazy about that. We Ever since... We made that about two weeks ago when we were uh, shooting the video uh, for Fessi Italiana. And I never since then, Michelle and I have been drinking this stuff every single It's addictive. It, it's like drinking chocolate milk that gets you buzzed, you know? I mean, uh, the Tito's, <laughs> the, uh, this, the, the, the chocolate liqueur, a little, a little half and half, mama mia. And also you put this chocolate liqueur on some ice cream, let me tell you what, you know? It's, it's unbelievable unbelievable so you're not putting this on cereal we don't have to have an intervention do we <laughs> not yet but you know hopefully we'll lead up to that right you know exactly right, so you know um before we take our break let's get into our artist of the week you know uh this is an oldie but a goodie jerry vale who was born Gennaro louise vitaliano he was born in 1930 he passed away in 2014 Great, great Italian-American singer, uh, known for many wonderful songs, ranging from, um, you know, Ciao, Ciao, Bambino, Arrivederci, Romo, Sole Mio, I Have But One Heart. It goes on and on. Uh, probably he is the best known for his 
rendition of Inamorato, uh, which is a great, great rendition. I don't think anybody sings it better. He was born and grew up in the Bronx, New York, to Italian immigrants. Uh, he went to high school there, but he, you know, he, he didn't get into singing right away. He actually, uh, when he was in high school, because the family was very poor, he took a money. I mean, he took job on the side to make money uh, working at Shining Shoes at a barbershop in New York City. I get these visions of Goodfellas, you know, get your shoe box. So and then still as a teenager, uh, he helped the family out. He left basically dropped out of school for a job in a factory where he worked alongside his father. OK, interestingly, uh, a, few, you know, a few years later, when he was a young man, um, he, he started just singing at, at clubs in the suburbs of Yonkers, New York. And a guy heard him sing, Paul Inseta signed him to a contract uh, where you know, he, to, he told him to change his name. Uh, they wanted to make it shorter, so he, changed, he, he adopted the name Jerry Vale, went on to uh, start making records for Columbia, Columbia Records. Uh, he married his uh, high school sweetheart, Rita Grappel, who was an actress and was his wife for 54 years. Okay. And if you remember, uh, Jerry appeared in the film The Godf- uh, the Goodfellows. Goodfellows. Uh, he appeared yep. in the film uh, Casino. Um, he uh, passed away, as I said, in 2014, buried in Palm Desert, California. A couple of quick stories about his youth. When he was uh, working shining shoes in a barbershop, you know, um, his boss liked how he sang so well that he basically paid for him to take voice lessons, okay? And so when he started taking voice lessons, then Jerry started to sing in high school musicals and at the local nightclub. So that's how that got started. His version of the Star Spangled Banner is so good, he recorded this in 1963, to that this day, to this day, it's played, uh, you know, it's it's the main thing they play at the uh, for the the it's 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 in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. It's the only Star Spangled Banner in the Baseball Hall of Fame that's uh, located in Cooperstown, New York, and they still play his recording of the anthem at many of the games throughout across the country. Let's have our favorite mix here, our, our mix of our favorite Jerry Vale songs. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. 
beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. And we are back here with West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. This is Tony Lestella. I got my good longtime buddy here from Italy, Jeff Gofredo Brenino, one of the original pasta carabinieri police there, you know, uh, which we're going to talk more about that in future episodes here about, you know, how he basically uh, is one of the people in Italy who makes sure that they, the pasta there remains authentic. But meanwhile, talking about people in Italy, we got Marcia on the telephone line, direct from Italy, reporting to us how her trip is going. Hey, Marcia, are you there? Yes, I'm here. So, Marcia, how are you? How is Italy? Oh, boy, let me tell you, I didn't see too much yet. Do you know why? No, how come? I'm still in quarantine. Quarantina. Okay, so. Quarantina in Italian. Sorry, I speak Italian right now. That's all right. Well, you know, a lot of our, our listeners, you know, normally go to Italy. So I think they would like to know what your experience has been, you know, traveling from the U.S. to Italy. And now you, you are also travel on an Italian passport, right? Because you have your dual passport. No, no I no. didn't. So let me explain to you guys, that's how it works. If you have citizenship, Italian citizenship, you can still fly without Italian passport. But make sure to download a couple forms that you find in the embassy, American embassy, like the self-declaration form. You need to fill up that. And... The second one, you need to ask the consulate to send you the citizenship, Italian citizenship form. So okay. you have proof that you're Italian. So you have, so in other words, if you are an Italian citizen and you're mm-hmm. like, say, traveling in the U.S., you can go back to Italy yes. uh, and, and you don't need a passport, but just those two forms. Okay, so now, uh, now, are you technically still an Italian citizen or are you an American citizen? I have both. I got both. I'm okay. American, Italian. But I did never made the passport, the Italian passport, because I was like, well, I have the American. How many do I need? Gotcha. But now they do, because they don't make you fly if you are not Italian. For the COVID problem, the number is really small. Even the plane, when I flew from uh, Seattle, SeaTac, to Washington, D.C., the plane looked empty. I really? And I, really? I, it was like, I have all my girls and yeah. we have each of us we have their own role where we could sleep that's how empty it was so that was nice but make sure like i say if you don't have the self-declaration 
No worry, they will give it to you, and you have to fill it up on the plane. It's exactly it's a form that you talk about where you're going to stay for quarantine. That's really important because when you arrive in Italy, you have to quarantine yourself. So if you come from America, you don't need to do tests to see if you have COVID, but you got to quarantine. But before you do that too, I'll give you one more advice because that's what I learned. I learned all like here, they don't explain to you step-by-step step what to do. So you got to call them, how do you call it? Um, we call it Azienda Sanitaria Locale. What does it mean? Yeah. It's in, um, what do you call it in English? It's a local health department. So it's kind, kind of, of like, it's kind of like a, the Italian version of, of the uh, CDC here Something, in the United yeah. States, but they have it in each city, hospital. right? It's yeah. the main. So they have everyone have their own name. Like Veneto, our region, we have the, we call it ULS. It's a U-L-S-S. If you want to go in Calabria, they call ASP, A-S-P. So, so all those are different for region. Okay. So each region that has its own health department, basically. And yeah? different rules. Yeah. Different yeah. Rules. Okay. So and I call rules. my and I explain, I came here in the States, what I have to do. And they tell you what you just, you have to do. So some region tell you you have to do the the COVID test. Yeah. Or uh, here in Veneto, they don't care about the COVID test, but they want you to quarantine yourself. So what you're going to do in a plane, you got to fill it up all those forms. Yeah. Home address, where you're going to stay, because that's what's going to happen. I'm staying my family my parents house yeah i can't even go out like we were talking about it really? you remember really? i can't even go in the street so like so you you so you get to italy and mm-hmm. then you had you went right to your parents house and then yeah. um so you can't go to the store you can't go nope. out for dinner you can't nope. i mean i suppose if someone got sick maybe you go to the hospital but you know that'd be about I it can. right I have to call the number. It's a specific number to give it to you if something happened. And how long do you have to stay there? 14 days. 14 days. Now, before you left, though, you got a uh, a COVID test to show that you and your girls were negative, that you didn't have the virus, right? They don't care. You still got a quarantine. Because they think that you can catch it in the plane. So Uh, don't do that. They don't care. So they only do the test when you arrive to the airport, Italian airport. Yeah. They do have some tests right there, but they're not going to do it to you because you come from America. They do it in one from France, Spain, Greece, and Croatia. That's the people that can ask to, it's obligate to them to have the test. Gotcha, I guess gotcha. because they have a high number. Yeah. We, we are states, I think, is different. But like I say, if you do the test that, you know, this one for the COVID, then if you prove you're negative, you are free to go. So these, are the, American, same, these mm-hmm. are the same rules, whether like, you're an Italian citizen flying back to Italy or whether you're just like a U.S. person who wants right. to go to Italy. It's the same rules, right. right? If you're American, same thing. Because we come from America, they decide that we're going to do quarantine anyway for two weeks to make sure. In the house, I have to stay far away from my parents. Believe it or not, I still didn't hug my parents. Yeah, you're still like high punch like this. Oh, and really? They're far away, and we cho- choose one room where to stay, and disinfected all the time when we're leaving. I so mean, after your two week quarantine, then are you able then to pretty much travel, go anywhere you want, do anything so you want? That's why when you call the, the our region hospital things, right? When you yeah. call them, they give you another form online to fill it up. And they put exactly put exactly date that you arrive here, 
sold out of the date when you're free to go. So with that, they give me a code number that yeah. when I go out after, if the police stop me, I can show those numbers and say, I did my quarantine, I'm good. And then you basically, you're unrestricted then. You can go anywhere you want, do anything right. you want. I mean, it's yeah. not like um, when recently we were looking at uh, traveling from Alaska uh, through Canada to Washington. We were just commuting. We weren't going to stop at Canada. The Canadian government would, would allow us to commute, but they would not allow us to stay for any other time to do anything else in, mm -hmm. in Canada. I mean, they it's like, you know, they, they, whether we quarantine or not, it wasn't, you know, allowable. If you were right. from the U.S., you could go through one destination to another, only if it was, by the way, critical travel. You couldn't just do it for, for any reason, okay? But in Italy, after you quarantine... Same thing. You cannot, if you come here, you're American, you don't yeah. have no family, you, it's really, or only for business work, that's what they do. Not traveling for vacation, you cannot. Even if you quarantine? It doesn't matter. They don't make come in a lot of people right now. Uh, Everything's closed. Because so remember, that. we saw that stuff uh, in the news, in the Italian news recently, about how the Italian beaches and all the Italian tourist areas were so packed and packed with people. So are those just Italians at the beaches? And no, like I say, who are is already in Europe, Germany, England, you know, London, yeah. they can travel. They are no quarantine. But, they can drive here, they can come France, people can oh, come I here, see. no clothes. Who come overseas, that is a different. So if you that, come from America, then even if you quarantine, they don't they don't want you just to be there then like sightseeing afterwards or a tourist yeah. afterwards if you're there on business you do your business and then they, they want they you out, out of there so really yeah. then italy is not open at this point to no. americans to come there as tourists even if you quarantine right right even with my daughters i have to prove them that italian or they will not let them pass uh -huh. it, was uh -huh. not, it wasn't easy i have to like again the consulate helped me a lot, San Francisco consulate, thanks to them. And Elisabetta Valentini, our honor um, that we have in Seattle. That's right, our consulate in Seattle, yeah. Exactly, she was wonderful. She explained to me everything what I need to do because I didn't have Italian passport. So I have to prove to them that we are even Italian. So they will not let you pass. So you have the costume, of course, where you pass, and then they're gonna check you. They're gonna, um, I think they're gonna check your fever. Don't freak out. It's because every European airport, that if you look up in the ceiling, they have these huge things, and they look through with the thermal kind of things to see if you have fever. Can you believe gotcha. that? Gotcha. I didn't know that. So, well, so now, one last thing. I know it's late there. You're nine hours later than us. Right. So you stayed up extra late to talk with us on today's show. Of before we let you go, um, we were talking earlier. So now, you know, if you violate this, so let's mm -hmm. just say that somebody to say, well, you know, I'm not going to quarantine. They're not, you know, I'm going to go there. Who's going to know? So like, and, and let's just say you went out in the street. I mean, do the police actually stop you and check if you're in the street? Yes, they can, but they can come even my house to knock the door and ask is my name if I'm here in this house and where, what room I stay on it. That's the, the control what they do too. So if it catch you that you're not here or you're a sidewalking, yeah. guess what? What? You're going to pay a fine of 11,000 euro. Holy smoke. Wait a second. So if, you, if they catch you outside walking... Mm -hmm. Or if they come into your home and you're not mm -hmm. at the place where you're supposed to be, 
they can fine you eleven thousand dollars. Man, Euro. oh man! And, and, and Euro. Remember that. Euro, it's Euro, around yeah, yeah. Thirteen thousand, fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a little more than eleven thousand. Yes, wow. exactly. So, uh, yeah, because I know some places are very lax about it. I mean, some places. When you travel to, they say they can check you, but they really don't. They don't, you know. But it sounds like in Italy they take it pretty seriously. They actually do check. Uh, the police right. can stop you. And are there? I mean, do they actually stop people on the street and check? I don't know. I'm, I'm locked down. I yeah, don't have yeah. no idea. I didn't went out yet. I don't want to try. <laughs> That's what yeah. I want to say to you. All right. Like well, I, I tell you what we're gonna do. I tell you what we're gonna do, Marcia. Every week then. Uh, since you're going to be in uh, Italy now for a while, you're going to be our eyes and ears are part of our show in Italy. Okay. Right. So what we're going to do every week is we're going to, you know, have you on the show. You can give us some actual news right from Italy. If you mm -hmm. do some like special uh, event or special activity in, in, in Italy, you can tell us about that. Right. Uh, you can tell us about all the new music groups. Maybe we can play some of that in Italy. Yes. And who knows, maybe even if you do some special recipes cooking there with your mama, you know, we can get the two of you on the show yep. and you can you know, show us in your kitchen some of these recipes. Yeah, be ready. We are getting ready with my mom to make, uh, she have like uh, olives, how to conserve olives in a jar. Oh, that's so good. That's stay a good tuned one. for that. All right. Well, we'll start that next week. We actually started it this week. But here right. every week until you get back, we're going to do our weekly Italian report with Marcia. Be tuned. You better listen to us. We are right here. <laughs> All right. Well, Marcia, we love you. Travel love safely. You and we're looking forward uh, to talking to you again next week. Okay? Sound good. Ciao a tutti. Alla prossima volta. Va bene. Ciao, Tony. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. And we are back here with the uh, West Coast Italian radio show. Uh, you know, it was great. It's just great talking to Marcy. It's amazing, you know, um, how that is. I mean, it's kind of like people say to me, you know, you should be traveling more. Uh, I'm retired, but I get, you, you got all these businesses, you got the radio show, you're still doing all the singing for all these, you know, things, you're producing stuff. I say, why should I retire? I can't travel anywhere. You can't go anyplace. You can't, you can't go anyplace without, I mean, you know, even if, even if, if you're, even if you have the time and the money to go someplace and to quarantine for two weeks, 
they don't want you to do anything. I mean, like even in Italy, same thing in Canada. You go there, you do your business, and you get out. Okay? They don't want any tourists. They don't want anybody just hanging around. You know, even if you quarantine, do your business and get the hell out of here. I mean, that's pretty much how it is, you know? Especially, I don't know, they have this thing about if you're from America because, you know, they figure we're going to be more contagious or something, you know? But anyhow, so... My well, I was supposed to, well, I was supposed to fly back to Virginia and it would have been... 15-day quarantine here, 15-day quarantine when I get back. I know, so. look at it. It's crazy, man, crazy. Well, talk about crazy stuff. Let's talk about some of it. our Italian phrases, okay? We got some good ones today, folks, okay? These are, this is called Una Mamma Siciliana Insegna, a Sicilian mother teaches. So we're going to give you some of these quotes from Sicilian mothers and they're odd. They're very odd. You have to kind of figure out what the meaning is because they're said in a way where sometimes they don't make a lot of sense. I guess, you know, we'll have to get someone from Sicily here to explain these to us at some point. Maybe my friend uh, Salvatore Cosconi will have him bring him and tell us what they mean. But in the meanwhile, let's do these phrases, okay? The first one we got here, this is a uh, gastronomia phrase, which basically this is advice your Sicilian mother would give you about, you know, digesting food, uh, eating food, what you're going to eat, something that's going to be good for your digestive. And it's called, so the phrase is, socutrovi ti manchi. Socutrovi ti manchi, which is basically, whatever you find, you eat. You eat. <laughs> so I guess they're not too concerned about your digestive tract, you know? You want to eat, find it, you eat it, you know? So... If it smells good, eat it. If it doesn't smell good... There you go. Exactly. All, all right? All right. Now, here is a Sicilian mother who gives us religione, religion, religious advice, okay? Un signor... Un signori tavia fari arazia. Un signori tavia fari arazia. And basically, the Lord has to do the ration. The Lord has to do the ration. What the hell does that mean? The Lord has to do the ration. I don't know. Maybe like the Lord decides who's going to live, who's going to die. Maybe that's what it means. I don't know. Ah, forget Wait, about it. Forget about it. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. The next one is uh, a, an advice given on um, it's physica, which basically is um, on physics. I didn't even know Sicilian mothers knew what physics were, but apparently, exactly. you know, they're giving advice on it here. All right, so here's what it reads. Come ti fici ti distruggiu. Come ti fici ti distruggiu. And basically translated means, as you did, I destroyed you. So basically, I think she's saying, you know, you screwed me, you're going to get destroyed. Or, you know... Something like that, if it, 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 you know, but it's in the past tense, which is weird about. It. So, you hurt me, I hurt you back. That's so, very Sicilian, though, if you think about it, you know? So, kind of like waterboarding, right? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> the next one is medicina. This is your medical advice, okay? Strapiati are e ti runiu uresto. Strapiati are ti runiu uresto. Okay, remember, these, these are Sicilian phrases. It's not regular Italian, okay? And the translation is, tear them apart and give them the rest. This is medical advice. 
tear them apart and give them the rest? What's she talking about here? Can you figure this out? I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't know. We got to bring <laughs> some guy from Sicily to like further translate what these are supposed to mean for us. Okay. Here's some advice your Sicilian mother is going to give you about the future. Il futuro, the future, okay? Como veni si conta. Como veni si conta. Which basically translates as it comes to mind. Tomorrow. As it comes to mind, okay? So I guess the future is don't worry about it. Going to happen anyway. There's nothing you can do about it. As it comes to mind, you deal with it, right? That, but that will make sense it. to me. That will make sense to me. Okay. Yeah, just forget about it. Exactly. Okay. The next one is finanza. These are your financial advice from your Sicilian mother. Tin agiri a travagiari. Okay. Let me read that again. Tin agiri a travagiari. Her financial advice. You're going to work. Yeah, you know, that's that's an advice they should give most of the generation now that's out there protesting and making trouble. You're going to go to work because most of those people, they live in their parents' house anyway. They don't do nothing with their lives, you know? Right. Or a Cal Anderson Park. Exactly. Okay. No. All right. So uh, we got time here for a couple more. Logica. Here's the logic advice given by your Sicilian mother. Iacusi... E basta. E accusi e basta. That means, and so on. And so on. That's it. And so on. That's and your so logic on. advice. And so on. And on. And on. All right. Okay. And last but not least, genetica. This is her genetics, genetics. advice. Okay. Which is, pigiastri ritu proti. Pigiastri ritu. No. Pigiastri ritu patri. Her genetic, her genetic advice is take it from your father. Don't bother me no more. Go talk to your father. You know, I can see that being, you know, a genetics advice. Hey, folks, we appreciate so much you tuning in today. This is Tony Lastella, and I'm very, very pleased to have my co-host here, Gofredo Brenino, my good friend Jeff. God bless you all. We'll see you next week right here with a brand new show, West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. A salute. Salute.